0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil B. About, and today I want to talk to everybody about gear consolidation. Now, I am kind of bummed this was Brittany's idea for this podcast episode. She really did want to be a part of this, uh, but we just said we have so much stuff going on right now. We have in-laws in, well, her, her family's in and that kind of stuff, and it's just, you know, I'm down here in the basement trying to film this real quick, so bear with me. The, um, I wanted to talk just in general about equipment and I am going to use myself as the example, because I am the worst when it comes to purchasing equipment. (laughs) So, uh, I have been shooting a lot with other companies so I've, I've second shot, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've, I've second shot a couple of times now with LaRev. And if you guys don't follow the reverend I'd highly recommend you do. They're just, they're amazing videographers. Um, uh, I've second shot a couple of times now with a little long distance. Uh, yeah, I've second shot with plenty of people here in new England that are significantly better, than me at this job. So I I've been very fortunate in that I pay attention to what is going on around me. And I try to pick up little nuggets here and there on what works and what doesn't work. Now, when we first started out, I purchased, I got a GH5S, and then at some point I had four. GH5s. So I had five cameras total. Plus all the lenses. Plus audio equipment. Plus tripods. Plus the drone. Batteries. All this other miscellaneous stuff. And we had five Pelican cases that we were taking with us. On top of our tripod bag, so we got a newer or newer. I don't know how to, I think. I don't know how to pronounce their company. Uh, There's something against them because I buy a lot of their stuff. All of our tripods are from them. Um, but I, I have one of their tripod bags. Which if you're looking for a bag, it's it's we beat the hell out of this thing, and it's been going strong for like two and a half years now. Uh, but anyways, we so I, I, this is, this is not a joke. I had a, I have a Pelican case that has all of our cameras and lenses in it. I had a, another case, an Apache case that had nothing but audio equipment in it. I had another Apache case that had all of our batteries in it. I have my drone in its own case that I think is a Nanook case, I believe it's a, Canadian company. Um, and then I had my tripod bag. I have my lunch bucket because we typically try to bring, you know, for the most part, we bring our own food with us. And then I had my little satchel. Some people would call it a man purse that I keep my batteries and stuff in during the day. And then of course our water bottles and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's seven things just off the top of my head. That we were carrying around with us. So we literally had to go. So, um, for those of you on the East coast, you've probably seen BJ's before, same thing as Sam's club and Costco. Um, but we, we went to our local BJ's and they had this like, uh, cart, the fold up cart for the beach. And I grabbed it for like 50 bucks. So we would put all of our Pelicans in there. And then we, we were dragging all of our stuff around in this cart. Once I started shooting with other companies, including like our friends, I noticed that they shot with significantly less stuff. And I was like, how are they doing this? How are they living life without a safe cam and without a camera facing backwards down the aisle and one on the groom and one on the bride's dad and all this other stuff. And then I started to realize that nobody is getting those shots. I mean, the groom's reaction is very important. So always get the groom's reaction. But in general, nobody is, is getting those. You know, you have people that are charging twenty dollars to $30,000 a wedding video. And they don't have a third of the stuff that I just listed. And the reason why is because as you become more experienced, you start to realize that you don't need certain things. There were certain things that I were I was convinced that I needed on a wedding day, hundred percent convinced. Got to have that fly cam just in case. You know, it's a generic version of a glide cam. Got to have that. What what if the gimbal fails? I'm gonna need some way to move. her. I got to bring that thing. And you just you start to realize that you don't need that much stuff at all. And I'll give you an example. So now that we've been shooting, I've been watching how other people shoot and that kind of stuff. Like we have significantly consolidated all of our equipment. I went and bought a, Oh man, I can't believe I can't think it's a, the street Walker pro bag. Um, and I can't think of the name of the company that did it and it's sitting right in the next room. So, uh, I bought this backpack slash roller bag that, uh, hold on. Let me go find it. I bought a think tank street Walker pro two bag. And I want to say it costs 300 bucks. I want to say it has handles so that you can just extend and use it as like a roller bag. Like you would for like at your, at the airport, if you had, um, your carry on and then it unzips in the back and then becomes a backpack. I got that because i been second shooting and I wanted something that was more portable because I was bringing like three Pelican cases with me everywhere I went, even when I was just shooting for someone else. And you, as you start to do this, you're going to start to realize that you just, you have too much stuff. And that, and that's really what I want to talk about is in that one bag, just that one bag I have a Panasonic S5 with a 24 to 70. I have another Panasonic S5 with a 35mm 1.4 and that that's my gimbal cam. So that camera's sole purpose in life is just to go on the gimbal. That's it. I have a Canon 70 to 200 with a Sigma L mount adapter. So I use the Canon 70 to 200 on the other camera to get the bride's reaction. Typically that's the, the, the bride's bride side camera is the one that we use that for all of our audio equipment is there period. So I got an H six. I've got the splitter. If I need it, that Joby splitter. Uh, I have two XLR cables. I have the Rode wireless go two. uh, all the trimmings for it in there I have a Rode. I think it's the Video Micro, the one that just—it's uh, got a little um, shoe mount that just goes on the side of the camera. It's just a little shotgun mic. Uh, I have two monitors. I have a seven-inch Field World, and I have a five-inch. The five-inch goes on the gimbal, and I have my Zoom F two. I have my lav mic, the COS-11D sitting in there, and I have miscellaneous audio cables, but what I did for the XLR cables is I bought an XLR to quarter-inch adapter both ways. So I got a male and female XLR quarter-inch adapter, plus I have some RCA cables in there just in case. Uh, What else? I've got my Elgato cam link sitting in there. I have a Wi-Fi hotspot sitting in there, earplugs. If you guys aren't wearing earplugs in the reception, you should probably start wearing earplugs because my hearing was obliterated from the military, let alone when I'm standing right next to a DJ speaker that's blasting something. So just food for thought, I'd, I'd highly recommend earplugs uh miscellaneous cards and that kind of stuff like there is a ton of stuff in this one bag so now when i go to second shoot uh the front of the bag you can clip a tripod to so i have a, a newer carbon fiber tripod with a uh, manfrotto video head on it and i just clip that to the front of the bag and then i hold my gimbal and i can go everywhere i've got two cameras Three lenses, a tripod, audio equipment, which most of the time when I'm second shooting for somebody or third shooting, you know, I don't need any audio gear or anything. I just, I have it just in case because I don't, I don't take it out of the bag, but, uh, I have everything I need to shoot in one bag. That's it. All the batteries. So those are, you know, I have like four MP970 batteries in there and like six Panasonic, seven Panasonic batteries sitting in there. Uh, you would be amazed at how much stuff you can fit neatly into these into these bags. So now you move over to our Pelican because we, you know, we had we have a uh, a Pelican roller case. And in that one, we have the GH5S, we have an Olympus um, 40 to 150, so because it's micro four thirds, it's an 80 to 300 equivalent. We've got a Sigma 51.4 a Sigma 85 1.4 a Sigma 24 1.4 and then we also have another Panasonic S5 that's Brit's camera so that's my bag is my bag which has everything that I need so everything is self-contained in there for the gimbal my camera uh that's it so everything that I need to do for that day is in one bag Everything Brittany needs to do on for you know that day is in the other pelican. so the white task cam dr ten we have we have two like backup loves sitting in there, so like there's a black task cam. there's another zoom f two. The reason why we have two zoom f twos is uh, somebody sent us one, so we we'll have another one. um what else is in there? There's like miscellaneous cleaning equipment in there, but it's not like a whole lot. It's just a, you know, one of the little squeezy bottles that blows air out everywhere and that kind of stuff. Uh, we have all the batteries sitting in there. Uh, we have Brittany's seven inch Field world monitor, and then there is a five inch monitor for the GH5S. And then for the GH5S, we have a dummy battery in it that connects to the monitor. So the... NP-970 that's powering the monitor is also powering the camera. And so that's four cameras between two bags and that's it. That's all of the equipment that we technically need for the day. At least it was. So I'll get to our next bag here in a second. But obviously we have the um, tripod bag and inside the tripod bag we have like two or three tripods. And then there is a, uh, monopod and Brittany has been using the monopod during the ceremony and then cocktail hour to just get the, you know, guest reactions and then have something that's holding the uh, camera on the groom's reaction as the bride's coming down the aisle. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? You watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college, I'm talking about full time filmmaker. Parker Walbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what Full-Time Filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. In the spirit of continuous process improvement... If you haven't heard me say that enough, the, um, what we want to do now, we have four cameras and we haven't been using four cameras at all. So we have the two cameras on the wings. You know, I have the one from my bag, like I said, that's facing the, uh, where the bride will be standing. Brittany is on her camera, which is getting the groom's reaction. And then I'm up front with the gimbal standing next to the photographer, getting everybody getting the uh, processional as everybody comes down. And then I'll just take my gimbal, get some creative shots, and then set it down towards the back uh, and just get a wide shot looking right down the aisle. And there you have it. The uh, most of these more experienced, you know, and I will happily say better videographers than me aren't using four and five cameras at all. And that really started to resonate with me on why I'm like running around like a madman trying to get all of this equipment set up. When in reality, I'm not using that many of the angles anyways during the ceremony. When the groom's talking, I'm on the groom's camera. When the bride's talking, I'm on the bride's camera. And, you know, if the officiant's doing something funny or cool, I have a camera in the back that's just getting kind of a nice angle of everything. So what we've been looking at nowadays, well, let me get to our fourth or our third bag. Uh, we purchased the Aperture 60X and that comes with its own bag. And that bag, it's a very nice like bag. So we took out everything that we didn't need from it. For those of you that hasn't, haven't watched our review on YouTube, uh, it's it's up on our YouTube channel. And you, I physically am taking stuff out of the bag as I'm talking. But there's, there's a few things in there that we just don't need. So I took all of it out, put it in a Ziploc bag, and tossed it in the corner. And uh, that's not a joke, actually. But um, in that room that I cleared up in that bag, I put all of our lighting stuff in. So our core SWX lights, the remote for the core SWX, all of the batteries for both the core lights and the aperture are all sitting in that bag. So I have one bag that's just dedicated to lights. It's a one-stop shop, which did free up space inside of our Pelican case. I have plenty of room in that Pelican case. I have little pods, you know, the dividers that they have that are just empty right now. Um But in the sense of what else can we scale down to, we have a Sigma 85 millimeter 1.4. And I know for me personally and Brittany like that, while that is an amazing lens, it's a pain in the butt to try to get people in focus. Like if they're on the dance floor, you know, it's just, it's just a nightmare. So I have a feeling, in fact, I'm almost 100% certain that I'm, you know, that lens is barely used. I'm just going to sell it on eBay. That's typically what we do. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but we, uh, once we buy new equipment, we treat our equipment so well, I just turn around and sell it on eBay and I try to recoup some of the cost from it. So I'm not saying that we're selling it above market value or anything. You know, it's still used, but um, we don't like buy beat our equipment up for the sole fact that I like to, you know, sell it if I don't need it. So what I, what I want to do at this point is sell the 85 1.4 and then purchase a Sigma 70 to 200, uh, EF mount. And you might be asking, you know, why are you buying EF mount lenses when you have Panasonic? Well at some point we're going to switch. Now that's probably not going to be for another like 3 years or so, but at some point we're going to upgrade to like Canon or uh yeah, I don't know if we're going to go with Sony or not because I I just I shoot a lot on Canon when I'm second and third shooting for other people and I do I do like Canon. So you know, we might you know, bump up to like the Canon C70s or the new uh, I can't think of what it's called. It, they just announced it. It's like I think it's like the R7, maybe. I could be completely wrong with that, so don't judge me in the comments on that one. But, um, you know, pick up... Well, it, once we switch, it seems like the EF mount is pretty universal. So if we were to switch to Sony, we could still use those lenses. If we switch to Canon, we could use those lenses. We wouldn't need to purchase new lenses. So we're trying to f- future-proof some of our equipment. So anyways, get the get the 70 to 200, get the adapter. And then during the ceremony, Brittany will just be on her camera like she normally is. But instead of being on the 85, she'll be on a 70 to 200, which gives her significantly more flexibility in how she can frame and compose. Cause right now with the 85, she's stuck. She's got to like move around and do a bunch of stuff. Um, And you don't want to be standing in front of people and you know, you don't want to be that guy. So And then I like to shoot on a 70 to 200 for cocktail hour because you can kind of be back a little ways and be zooming in on people that have no idea that you're shooting them. So you're catching like real genuine reactions and that kind of stuff, like people laughing and drinking. And so that lens would be pretty versatile. And then during the toasts, we, we only use two cameras to begin with. So I have one camera on the couple and one camera on the person given the toast. That's it. So we would just have two 70 to two hundreds catching those. And then I can float around with the third camera on the gimbal and just get crowd reactions. But again, that's only three cameras. Like that's not going bananas and having cameras all over the place. That's just three cameras. And you know, Brittany, if we're shooting side by side, we're shooting on prime lenses So she'll be on the 24 and I'll be on the 50. And the reason why we shoot like that is because when you are shooting at 4K 60 with a Panasonic S5, there's a crop factor. So she's technically on like a 35-ish equivalent and I'm around a 70-ish equivalent. So I can get the tight creative shots and she can get the wide kind of safer shots. So... It cuts easier, you know, in post and that kind of stuff. And then if we're shooting independent of each other, you know, I'll she'll typically be on the 24 to 70, and then I'll be uh, on the 50 and just kind of carrying the 35 with me or something like that. But, you know, again, we're down to just a handful of lenses, if that we're down to like four lenses. Um and three camera bodies. The only reason why I'm going to keep the GH5S. Is for when people get live streaming. Because that's got a full size HDMI port. So I can just plug the HDMI cable straight into the side of that camera, bring it straight down into the Elgato Cam link, and then have it plugged right into the computer. Bada done. And that's that's the sole reason why I'm keeping the GH5S. Because I brought up, I brought it up to Brit selling that, selling that, you know, Olympus lens. And she was like, no, we we still need that. And she was absolutely right. So that that camera will stay, uh, but that camera's sole purpose in life at this point will be for live streaming. So then during the ceremony, we only have three cameras up and running, which is significantly easier to manage. During the toasts, two or three cameras, again, way easy to manage. Then once the toasts are over, we're just back to handheld. Cause there's IBIS in our cameras and I, I only shoot handheld with those things. So we're just back to handheld for the rest of the night, just getting dances, cake cutting, that kind of stuff like that. That's it. And we're not using a ton of equipment at all. We're not carrying a lot back and forth. Like it's way easier to manage. And it's just something that we've kind of learned through our own experiences, and then also watching people that are just way better than us and how they do things like you will notice that as you get better, you don't feel the need for a quote unquote safe camera because all of your cameras are just up and running. If that makes sense, like you, you don't need a fourth safe camera in the back because your other three cameras work just fine. You, if that makes sense, like there, there's no reason for you to, I notice that I don't use every angle. So it just makes more sense for me to just scale that back. And I know that this is probably hard to hear. And what I mean by that is I love buying equipment. Like I love watching reviews and buying stuff and um, you just don't need it you know, I was on a coaching call with Kalen from white and reverie. And he, he was the one that really started grilling me in this to begin with. Cause he asked me how we like, he looked at me when I told him I had bought three S fives and he was like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> so now mind you, we sold everything else. So we, we did, for the most part, break even on the equi- the new equipment that we bought. However, did I need to buy S5s? No, our GH5s work just fine. Like, they, there was absolutely nothing wrong with those cameras. I had too many of them, but they worked just fine. Like, there's, you know, I think all of us, especially when you're starting out, like you think that buying the latest and greatest is going to make you better. And it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's just not that do some things get easier with a better camera. Sure. You know, if you buy a Canon C 70, it has built in ND filters. So you don't need to worry about putting ND filters on or off. Uh, it has a built-in waveform and vector scope and that kind of stuff. But, you know, so it, it has tools in it that make life better. Uh, but you know, Panasonic S5 has got a waveform in it, you know, and I, I we do use ND filters, but the um uh with with certain things does life get a little easier? Sure. But is it gonna make you a better filmmaker? No. The only way you're gonna be better is if you shoot and then you just get better um it's shooting and then the equipment stuff should come later. But Kalen had mentioned something to me about using all of your equipment to its fullest potential. And a good, a good example of that is right now I am recording this on the zoom H six. So I've got my mic hooked into it. I'm recording it, et cetera, et cetera. We also use the zoom H six, the same one, uh, at the weddings, So we'll hook into the DJ soundboard and that kind of stuff. We'll get all that stuff hooked up straight through the H6. I wanted to get the F6 because it has 32-bit float. But there's nothing wrong with my H6. But Brittany talked me off the ledge with that because there's no reason that I should be buying an F6 Only for me not to have to walk over and adjust the levels when somebody is talking. That's the only real difference. With 32-bit float, when you're plugged in, you don't really need to worry. It's got auto gain and that kind of stuff. The H6 does not. The H4 Pro does, uh, in case you were wondering. But the H6 doesn't. It has dials on it for every input for you to just manually adjust the levels to put the person's gain where you need it while they're talking. And that takes a whopping five seconds. Once the toasts start or once the person, the officiant starts talking, I just walk over and put the gain where it should be. And that's it. So, you know, it's just a matter of using your stuff to its fullest. And then once, you know, once it's done and beat up and, you know, ready to go, then obviously get new stuff. But the, um, I would highly recommend to, I'd highly recommend to not purchase a bunch of new stuff until you figured out how to use everything that you got. Now, if you have no audio devices or something like that, that's a little different. Like you you need audio, but if you already have two Tascam dr 10 L's and, an H4 Pro, there's probably no reason for you to be going out and getting any new equipment for audio whatsoever. Unless you're buying an adapter for a cable because you, you might need to hook into a quarter inch instead of an XLR like that kind of stuff. Sure. But as far as, you know, going and and picking up the latest and greatest, you know, F6, you probably don't need it. Save that money use it towards some kind of education, be, you know, get better at shooting. That would be my, my two cents. But the, um, yeah, we've drastically scaled down all of our stuff and it has made our lives so much easier and kind of more relaxed because I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off right before the ceremony going, Oh no, I got to get all these cameras set up real quick before people start getting here and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, Brittany is going to be shooting on the camera that she's holding. I'm going to put the camera that I'm holding up on a tripod real quick. And then I just get the gimbal ready and that's it. Like there's no, no, you know, freaking out or anything like that. Like it's just, you know, we're even starting to do it with audio now, to be honest with you. While we have a white Tascam dr 10 l and we've used it a lot on brides because we have a zoom f2 the gain or the the noise floor on the zoom f2 is so low that when you raise it in post for the bride speaking you can't tell that it's not her that's miked so we've uh we've kind of moved you know backwards in that realm now mind you if there's a lot of different stuff going on with the bride. Like, if she's going to be doing letter readings and some other things, then, you know, we'll, we'll mic her and her dress. And then, you know, so be it. We have the mic there just in case. But I'd say maybe one in five weddings now we're micing the bride, which again is one less thing for you to worry about or do. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't mic the bride. Um, uh, yeah, I think you just need to understand when you should Mike and when you shouldn't. And for a lot of our weddings lately, we just didn't need to. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my rant, I guess. <laughs> that's use your stuff to its potential and then try to scale back as much as you can, because it really does make a difference. It really does make, your day kind of flow better because you're not horrified with, oh, I got to set up these, you know, 28 different things. It's, oh, I got to set these two things up real quick and then just call it good. So I just really think about that. I think about that on the next, the next shoot that you're at, you know, really ask yourself, do I need everything that I'm currently using? And then, I mean, you know, just take it from us. Like we're, we're shooting with three cameras now. We have four lenses, four or five lenses that we're using, um, two lights. So we got the aperture and one core SWX light. So two light stands, two tripods and the gimbal. And then just our audio equipment that I said. So pretty much just the zoom F2 we have a Rode wireless go to on the officiant and then the H six hooked into a soundboard and by and large, that's all we're using throughout the entire day. That's it. So I'll leave you with that. You know, if you like this, obviously <laughs> like, and subscribe to us on uh youtube make sure that you're following us on the podcast Uh, don't forget to join our private facebook group letting videography for beginners i hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see you guys next week all right out are you backing up your footage is it seamless running in the background and easily available bring in backblaze the world's easiest cloud backup our workflow is so simple we offload our footage onto our external drives Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.